This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. If you're waking up on your Thursday, man, it feels like this week is flying by, going by in a blur. It will be a blur for me on Friday because when we wrap up our work week here on Friday morning, I got to head home, take care of the zoo, and then head to the airport. It's a really special weekend. I would tell you, but you will be extremely jealous. I mean, extremely jealous. Jay, did I tell you what I'm doing this weekend? Did. Mm. Are you jealous? Extremely. (laughs) It's sweet. It's, I'm sure, going to be delicious. Uh, I don't, I just don't think I should tell you. Maybe. I'll think about it. I don't want to be a tease, though. It's kind of mean. It's too late for that now. Well, right. I am definitely being a tease. But I don't want to rub your noses in it, theoretically. Uh, I guess figuratively, uh, I could do that, too. Yeah, I, I don't know, Jay. I kind of feel bad because not everyone gets to do it. So why gloat about it? It's nice of you. That's very noble. Th- thank you, Jay. <laughs> but. <laughs> but what? Maybe. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. But see, then if I tell people, not only are they jealous, but then I'm going to have to share photos. I mean, that's really mean. Yeah, you're going to. You would have to share the photos <laughs> if you were to t- say what you're doing, but. Hmm. And Maybe just keep yeah, it to myself. Keep and it a secret. Yeah, like you like you said, you're doubling down then on the jealousy and the the green with envy. Right. Yeah, I don't want to be the source of your 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 jealousy. I I feel responsible. I mean, you're just looking out for other people. Really, is what you're doing. Right. Right. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway, how about you would not be jealous if you know that I'll be awake for 32 hours by the time. Mm, I, yeah, that's not great. My, I'm going to Atlanta for a specific reason, and my best friend is meeting me there, picking me up, I should say. Uh, and her son plays high school football, and of course, I've known him since he was a baby. Uh, and I will be going to his first football game that I've ever seen. So I've seen him play baseball. I've seen him play basketball. I've never seen him play football. So it'll be my first time at a high school football game in a really long stretch as well. So I'm looking forward to that, but that's not the reason that I'm going to Atlanta. It just happens to be a fun byproduct of my best friend who lives there. All right, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I just, like I said, I don't want to be responsible for the reason why you drive off the road or you get green with envy and you can't see. You turn into the Incredible Hulk, one of those things. I'm, all of which could happen all, if this that, were to be that, leaked. That's true. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. 
Please find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio. We've got a question that you all are digging, at least at this point, getting a, a variety of responses. Now, there's only two answers, but the way that you're answering the question fascinates me. What's more impressive? Five straight AFC Championship games at home accomplished by these Kansas City Chiefs or seven straight appearances in the ALCS, which has been now locked up by the Houston Astros. Hate them if you must, but this team has staying power. It's a tough out. They've got great leadership. They've got some experience left. We determined, since Yuli Gurriel is now with the Marlins, we determined four Four guys left from their World Series win in 2017 when this stretch and this this run began with the Houston Astros. Almost everything has changed. They got punished, not in the clubhouse, but in the front office, severely for the cheating mess that they created themselves. Their general manager, their manager... Multiple coaches. I mean, the entire staff is wiped out. Many of you, and and I share your frustration, ticked off because the players didn't really feel the brunt of the baseball investigation. Nothing happened to them. At the same time, there's been so much turnover. It's not even the same guys anymore. Dusty Baker's not a cheater. It's not the same guys. Outside of Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman, who might be public enemy number one and two in Major League Baseball. Justin Verlander? All right, he was part of the team, but he also left and came back. (laughs) That whole storyline cracks me up. Cracks me up to no end. The Astros have figured out a way to remake their franchise. They figured out a way to go through what was a potentially could have been a down period because of all the changes. And yet the leadership, the hire of Dusty Baker was immense. And the responsibility the other guys took in the clubhouse to make sure everybody understood what Astros baseball was about. Minus the cheating, minus the trash cans. Gosh, it's one of those franchises that didn't have to rebuild. It reloaded, and it did, with some incredible talent, of course. These are no, these are not new Astros, so these are no strangers. Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker. What a, what a momentous move that is for the Astros. Michael Brantley, Chaz McCormick, Martin Maldonado, It's a good mix of veterans. Jose Abreu, speaking of veterans, now 36 years old. So, yeah, they've been able to infuse some young talent like Tucker. But they've also brought in some veterans, different guys that weren't part of what happened in 2016 and 17. And then Dusty Baker. A baseball lifer. A guy who... Not only came in with a standard, uh, and he's a don't mess with me guy. But also he allows them to be who they are. and He enjoys celebrating right along with them. Wait until you hear. 
But his joy, even though he does have a standard and he he does set a bar for them, there's joy there. And he takes it all in stride, too, because he's seen pretty much everything there is to see in baseball. Finally got his World Series ring last year as a manager. And now it's all icing on the cupcake. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Abreu with another home run in game three against the Minnesota Twins. And while it didn't quite sound like a food court at the mall, Target Field sufficiently chastised as the Astros advance. Left-handed hitter back in the box. Waiting for a 3-2 from Presley. Here it comes. Strike three call on the outside corner. And that is the ball game. And that is the series. The Houston Astros defeat the Minnesota Twins by a final of 3-2. to two, And they take the ALDS three games to one. For a seventh straight year, the American League Championship Series will include the Houston Astros. They have a, you know, a very good team. I mean, they played us tough. I mean, we had to do everything we could to, you know, try to win that game today, and we really wanted it, uh, especially because you don't want to go back home to play that fifth game if you don't have to, and then we had to burn Verlander. So now, you know, um, you know, both of our teams, Texas and us, are pretty you know, rested in our pins and uh, and in our starting rotation. So it should be a, should be a heck of a series. Did someone say Justin Verlander? <laughs> uh, he's not going to be burned by pitching in a game five, but he may be burned on Thursday because I'm not sure he would be available to do really a whole lot of anything except veg out. Uh, probably the same thing with the Arizona Diamondbacks after their romp in the pool. So, yes, it's Verlander who takes the lead in the Astros clubhouse celebration. All right, this is uh, this is one of those seasons, you know, nothing went our way early. We battled through injuries. Yeah. Um, we grinded. I wasn't even Ooh. here. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to be back. Yeah. The seventh time. Seventh time. All right. Don't look that. Don't take that for granted. On seven. Everybody pop these motherfuckers. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> He could say we. It's weird when Max Scherzer says we about the Texas Rangers because he's been there for two minutes. It's weird when Baker Mayfield says we about the Los Angeles Rams last year because he was there for 10 minutes. And I get it. When you put on the uniform, you got to be all in. But Justin Verlander could actually say we because he's been part of all seven. Crazy enough, he left. He came back. And he's still part of all seven. We Grinded. I wasn't even Ooh. here. Stupid. <laughs> 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 Locker room and clubhouse celebrations are so stupid. <laughs> I'm watching it right now, actually, on TV, and it's just goofy as heck. Except, again, this is the, the wrinkle in time that blows me away from the category of you can't make this stuff up. He actually was. Part of all, he has been part of all seven in some way, shape, or form, going back to 17. I wasn't even bleeping here. It's crazy. Sports are crazy. So, what's more impressive, five straight AFC championship games at home for the Chiefs or these seven straight appearances in the ALCS? 
the only team that's ever had a longer stretch of championship series appearances in a row is the Brewers. It goes back to the 60s, so different playoff format then, but this is the longest for sure in the American League. And when you think about the Braves being on the brink, another record-setting, eye-popping, jaw-dropping regular season for the Atlanta Braves. The Dodgers, who win 100 games and can't win even one in the playoffs, including two that are on their own field. The Orioles, who win 101 games. Now, granted, they're a younger club, and it it, it sometimes takes a little getting dirt on your jersey in the postseason before you're ready to capitalize. But the fact that we could, once again have a championship series round that's made up of a bunch of, well, primarily wild cards, but two wild cards maybe in the National League again? To have almost a repeat of a of a year ago, a fall ago, with both the Dodgers and Braves out, and, and I'm not burying the Braves yet. I'm just pointing out the possibilities, the obvious. That's why it's so impressive for the Astros. They've got staying power. And remember, four guys left, and Verlander didn't even spend most of the season with them. I wasn't well, even believing in here. Nothing went our way early. We battled through injuries. Yeah. I wasn't even bleeping here. You grinded. I wasn't even <laughs> here. <laughs> I don't know why Jay and I find that so amusing, but we do. <laughs> When I was first listening to that, I didn't know he was going to say that part where he says, I wasn't even here. So I was, at first, like being a Mets fan, I was like, is he kidding me? I was so taken back. I was like, are you out of your mind? You were not. And then he goes, I wasn't even here. He was joking. So made it funnier. But Right. Except, I mean, that that would be outrageous if it's Max Scherzer. Oh, outrageous. Okay. Or if it's Verlander going back to 17 and the Astros have done this all without him. But he's a major reason why they've done it for seven consecutive right. years. Winning a Cy Young last season, obviously taking more money to go to New York. Well, and he's still getting the money. He's just not getting it from, well, he's getting it from New oh, York. Yes. But the fact is he's he's part of all seven, so he can say that. He essentially was just hurt for the first two months of the year and then came hurt. back, right? <laughs> he was hurt by spending time in New York. He was mentally hurt. <laughs> he was mentally challenged. Uh, it's crazy. So, yeah, again, just to point out, as much as you could say, oh, well, football, there's more parity. There's a salary cap. Uh, the, the playoffs turn over half of it every single season, and that's true, and that's why I throw in the championship games at home because for the Chiefs to host five in a row at home means they were either the top seed or they were high enough that they were able and they've won all these division titles in a row so that's also impressive but the Braves have two the Dodgers have two it's weird how these playoffs are unfolding we could maybe for the first two rounds have no winner take all games Rob Mandrit's got to be annoyed do you think he's placing a call to some umpires? Just kidding. I'm not starting any rumors. No rumors. Dusty Baker, by the way, <laughs> he was doing an interview with Steve Sparks on Astros radio and just got so completely off the rails. What is it about this team every year 
that comes out consistently and gets the job done when it matters most. Well, hey, man, they believe in each other. And uh, the thing about it is I, I, met a, I read an article about by Buster Olney that said the 77 and 78 Yankees or whatever it was, yeah, it was. No, later than that, they had lost 14 out of 16 games. And they backed in, and uh, and then they won like the next 11 out of 16 or whatever it was. So, Justin, I can't tell you how bad you butchered that. I can't tell you how bad you crossed that. that I was, don't care. You cannot retain anything you read. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my mother. Obviously, Steve and Dusty have a relationship. You know, they're friends, right? So Steve Sparks is not just a media guy. He and Robert Ford travel with the team. I mean, these these guys spend a lot of time together. They're in Dusty's office almost every day, every game day, getting interviews, blah, blah, blah. So Steve and Dusty know each other, just so you don't think Steve's super disrespectful. So, Dusty, I can't tell you how bad you butchered that. <laughs> but see, the thing is, I feel better now. How often do I, I pull a stat out of my brain and I get a piece of it right, but the other piece of it's completely wrong? I'm not the only one. I'm not the only human that hears something and, and can't, then regurgitate the whole thing. I can only regurgitate part of it. They said the 77 and 78 Yankees or whatever it was. <laughs> and on that note, I think I read this. Well, so people got mad at me on the last show because I had the wrong clubhouse playing Creed, blah, blah, blah. At least I was in the right state. This is this is something I think I read, Jay. I'm, I think I did. But I could be a dust. I could be pulling a Dusty Baker here or maybe Dusty Baker was pulling an Amy Lawrence. I believe I read that it's the first time for the Astros and the Rangers facing each other in the playoffs. I could buy that because the Astros were in the NL for so long uh, and they weren't that good back in 2010, 2011. So, yeah, I, I could I could buy that. Should I go with it? Yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> but what if it's wrong? <laughs> Sound like my mother. Don't... <laughs> Dusty Baker, I'm with you, man. I know how it happens. You think you got the stat. You think you've got the the nerd alert, the piece of information. It's somewhere up there, and you start to pull it out, and it comes out so horribly wrong. Dusty, I can't tell you how bad you butchered that. I need Steve Sparks on the show. We need a Steve Sparks uh, drop. I can't tell you how bad you butchered that. Because I feel his pain. And Dusty Baker's like, I don't care. <laughs> Immaculate. That's my favorite part. Not only Steve calling him out, but Dusty's like, I don't care. <laughs> no, why would you? You're feeling no pain. You cannot retain anything you read. <laughs> you sound like my mother. <laughs> oh, Astros Radio. The thrill of victory and yet the agony of defeat. Gosh, we'll hear from some of these guys that are on the outside looking in now because for the Twins, it's painful. For the Dodgers, it's it's even worse when you have such high expectations. And are they now building this reputation of a team that can't close? Remember, they finally won the World Series in 2020. A lot of fans won't give them the credence for it won't give them the credit because it was the shortened season. It didn't happen with fans in the stands, yada, yada, yada. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about the bubble in the NBA, but they finally get that monkey off their backs where they win their first world series since it was 1988, I believe, but they they've had a lot of chances and they've only capitalized one time. The Dodgers have to wear that. Dave Roberts has to wear that. 
The Twins, a little bit different, but think about how long it was for them in between playoff victories. How long it had been, 20-something years since they'd closed out a series. It hurts to come so close. And the Braves could be in that same space this time tomorrow. So that's why I say don't dismiss or poo-poo seven straight appearances in the ALCS for the Astros. There's a reason why it's only been done one other time, but never in the American League. We grinded. I wasn't even here. I mean, Justin Verlander wasn't even there, and they still did it. (laughs) All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I just got a tweet from David that said, if you're wrong, someone will definitely let you know. Oh, yeah. Not just someone. Someone's definitely let me know. (laughs) You can answer our question on either Twitter or Facebook. We're glad to have you with us. A little more reaction, but the reaction from the losers. I did. I did it. I put the L up on my forehead. It's just, I'm wrong. It's wrong. It's all wrong. I'm sorry. It's After Hours on... Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Two balls, two strikes, two out, ninth inning. Arizona 4-2, Seawall delivers. Line drives, short left, but there to make the play. Warnus Curry out. And the Arizona Diamondbacks pull off the most improbable three-game sweep. An upset of the Dodgers. They win tonight 4-2. The Dodgers finish the regular year 16 in front of the D-backs. But the Diamondbacks come up with three consecutive victories. They go on to the National League Championship Series. And the Dodgers go home with nothing. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The cold hard truth from Charlie Steiner on Dodgers Radio. He's right. The Dodgers go home with nothing, and it's the second year in a row they fall short of the National League Championship Series. Could the Braves join them on Thursday? It's a distinct possibility. Not only did the Dodgers beat the Padres and the Diamondbacks in the division race by 16, 18, those two teams were still in the running for wild cards until late. So that speaks to the pace the Dodgers set. But yeah, Diamondbacks and Padres, they were nowhere within shouting distance in the NL West. It's the same case for the Braves. Phillies 14 games back when the dust settled in the regular season. Means a whole lot of nothing in October. The Orioles swept after 101 wins. So your top three teams in the regular season could all be out before they even get to game fives. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's a cliche, but it applies in sports. The more expectation, well, the loftier your accomplishments, 
the more precipitous the drop and the heftier the criticism. Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, top of the Dodgers lineup, MVP candidates, both of them. Amazing what they were able to accomplish as a one-two punch to spearhead the Dodgers offense. And yet in the series, three games, and we're talking three games, a combined one for 21 between these two guys, both former MVPs, and again, both part of the conversation in the National League this year, one for 21. It's hard to find words right now. Um, that was, I mean, yeah, it's hard to put into words. It's just frustrating when me and a lot of us didn't play the way we wanted to. And, you know, they just came out swinging all three games and, you know, they beat us. It's obviously super frustrating. Um, there is no real, no real words for it. Um, they played better, you know. We didn't do much. I, I can't speak for all of us, but I know for sure I, I did absolutely nothing to to help us win. And, I mean, there, there's no there's no real words for words for it. They both gave credit to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and that's the the element to the playoffs that is impossible to predict. These are still humans. You can throw out all the analytics, the stats, the figures, the situational analytics, any any situation that you find yourself in in sports or that they find themselves in in sports, there's a stat to go along with it. There's a formula that will predict what might happen, what happens most often. But it's obvious over and over again. Stats, analytics cannot predict accurately how humans respond how a team like the Diamondbacks that hasn't been to the championship series since 2007 can get hot actually losing four games at the end of the regular season four in a row five of seven they limp to the finish line not playing their best baseball But you give them a chance, and then what? They haven't lost since. They sweep Milwaukee out in Wisconsin. They sweep the Dodgers out. A team that's so much better than them in the regular season. It's crazy, right? But stats and figures and formulas can't tell you how athletes will perform under pressure. And it's different from night to night. Sure, there are some athletes known for their clutch gene. But there's no way to know on any given night, on any given stage, variables, different elements. Oh, gosh. Bryce Harper motivated by an opponent laughing at him in the opposing clubhouse the night before. I mean, come on. These are the types of things that humans can feed off of, or in some cases, that can be a downfall. Like, it's just impossible to know. And I love that about sports, because if we knew how it was going to play out every night, we wouldn't watch. That's why I always have a special category for all of the storylines in sports that you just can't make up. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. And Dave Roberts, also at a loss for words, says the series falls on him. 
I don't know. Didn't he just win his 750th career game? Insane. The the real estate and the equity he's built up with the Dodgers. And yet, yeah, this is, it's brutally painful because once again, they have nothing to show for all of the expectations and all of the regular season achievements. Disappointment. And um, I believe in every one of those guys. And, uh, you know, with baseball, that team over there outplayed us. And so, uh, you know, I just really don't know what to say. You know, I can answer questions about the game itself, but the bottom line is that, you know, they outplayed us in every facet of the game. Disappointing, no matter um, how it ends, if you don't win the whole thing. So, um, obviously, this one hurts um, a lot just because of how it went down. So, um, yeah, all the emotions that you mentioned, frustrated, disappointed, um, you know, just... We got beat. You got to give credit to the Diamondbacks. They played great. Um, hit well, pitch well, and um, yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't know what else to say. It's just uh, obviously a disappointing end. Hmm. How about this? Clayton Kershaw, one of the starting pitchers. Three of them in this series. Kershaw, Bobby Miller, Lance Lynn. They gave up 13 earned runs to the Diamondbacks, and they don't even survive. Eight. Are you ready for this? A combined five innings. They don't even pitch a combined five innings. 13 runs. 13 runs. Not even five innings for three different guys. As for the Dodgers, I mean, it's not a lengthy streak, but it's notable. 0 for 6 in their last six postseason games. And over that stretch, 13 runs total. In six games. Oh, the irony. So the Dodgers are done. The Diamondbacks sweep. They're into the championship series. First time since 2007. Waiting on either the Phillies or the Braves. I I am not discounting the Braves. Obviously, they can win two games in a row. And if you win in Philadelphia on Thursday and you push this back to Atlanta, you've got the crowd on your side. And that to me matters. Now I don't know about the debate over whose fans are louder. Seems like a mindless exercise, but we are sports fans and a lot of things we do are mindless. It's crazy, but it's true. You get into the tournament, you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. A little bit of March madness in October. On Twitter, A Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Coming up, a little bit of week six prep. If you missed my conversation with Randy Mueller from the Pacific Northwest, uh, former NFL GM and executive of the year, good stuff on some of the larger and larger and in charger. <laughs> I know, I'm an idiot. I don't even know why I laugh. I'm stupid. That's why I laugh. <laughs> Some of the <laughs> some of the prominent that's such a much more cerebral word storylines in as we head into week number six in the NFL. I mean, I can't recover from that. There's I can't. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> you are listening to the After Hours podcast. Hurry back to throw, and it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness! It's tossed. Back from under center, steps back, throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it! Touchdown, LA! 
back to throw. Looking, firing deep for Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it! Yes. Touchdown! Yes. Joe Burrow and the Bengals! Mahomes fires for the end zone, caught! Touchdown, Kansas City! And off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it, end zone, touchdown! Chargers! Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. Is it already that time again? Wowzers. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in it, timeshare and one out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Last hour, I had a chance to catch up with former NFL GM and front office executive Randy Mueller, and I asked him if he's the general manager of the New York Jets, what would he do right now? Would he be looking to upgrade at quarterback? Because the rumors are flying around. The Jets would like to trade with the Vikings for Kirk Cousins. Couple of reasons. Cousins is on an expiring contract, which means that they don't have to commit to him beyond this year. They don't have to re-sign him. They have Aaron Rodgers coming back from injury, so that would be okay. But also because the Vikings are, they're bad. (laughs) And they just lost Justin Jefferson. Okay, not bums. But they just lost Justin Jefferson. And so for the next month, they don't have their top target. Instead, they're in the basement of the NFC North. They've got just a single win. Life appears to be getting even more challenging. So why wouldn't the Vikings look to start their rebuild early? Of course, got to ask Kirk himself how he feels about potentially getting traded now to the Jets. I'm just very focused on the Bears and going 1-0 this week. And anything else is just not worth my time or energy or attention. Well, maybe not yours, but definitely the time and energy and attention of many sports radio hosts around the country. Certainly a question that must be answered is how does the offense change without Jefferson? We still have our system and we still got to run our system and uh, that probably doesn't change. uh, But, um, you know, I think it'll it'll be a lot of other people who can contribute. You know, it probably wouldn't be the the um, focus on Justin as much as using all five eligibles. True, but it certainly does change a defensive game plan. An opponent recognizes, I don't have to assign two guys to Justin Jefferson. I don't have to always keep safety over the top or help over the top. I don't have to worry about where he's going or what he's doing. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? There isn't a number one without JJ. And so, yeah, it changes a lot. Not to mention Dalvin Cook's not there anymore, though they have had some great uh, success with Alexander Madison and then Jordan Addison. So the two of those guys, um, we're seeing them incorporate others into the offense. But, yeah, it gets a heck of a lot easier when you've got two or more people assigned to Justin Jefferson. It's a whole lot more room to move for the other offensive players on the Vikings roster or the ones that are out there on the field on any given snap. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, that is one of the games in the NFC North. Are you voting for it as Game of the Week? Are we giving it to you as a Game of the Week option, a pair of one and four teams? Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to (laughs) win. Bill Belichick 
Speaking of one and four, uh, there's a lot of chatter around the Patriots and whether or not they can restart, reset. Should he even be part of a rebuild because it's gone so horribly off the rails? Even worse this year. I didn't think it was possible for the offense to regress when Joe Judge and Matt Patricia weren't in charge. I thought just by default, having Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator would make things better. But no, they are one of the worst offensive teams. They're averaging 11 points per game, which is dead last. What do I look like? In the NFL. So are you making a change at quarterback, coach? Yeah, we're not making any changes. We're not making any changes, in case you couldn't hear that gruff voice. We're not making any changes. So Mac Jones remains QB1. And he admits that right now, the way the Patriots are operating on offense is stiff and it's stale and it's obviously not working. When I'm at my best, I'm having fun, enjoying everybody. That's one of the good things that I can do is communicate. And I need to do a better job of that. And um, we're out there playing a game that we love. Right now, it's not looking too good, but we got to flip the switch, right, and start over and figure out ways to go out there and, and have fun and sling the ball around and um, guys go make plays and then celebrate with each other too. Like, we work so hard. It's been such a theme um, that, you know, we haven't really scored a lot of points, but when we do, we got to go out there and celebrate and enjoy it. I'm not sure if you've seen some of the rumblings coming out of New England, but there have been anonymous reports and anonymous sources that are talking about how there's fractions in the locker room and and the guys don't get along. They're not enjoying each other. Well, losing exacerbates any type of personality conflicts. Losing makes you un- be so un- much more annoyed and irritated by every little thing. When things aren't going well, isn't that what happens with our friends and family? We tend to take it out on the people who are closest to us and every little thing that they do irritates and annoys us. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not talking about you, Jay. I'm just saying <laughs> that there are a lot more. There's a lot more potential for locker room conflicts when you're losing. So they just got to stay together. And I thought it was interesting that Mac Jones mentioned we need to celebrate together as well. As long as there's food. We'll bring the food. We're, we got you. Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills back from London. I hope they didn't stay any longer than they had to. Did not play well to start out against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lots of conversation about how that could change, maybe travel, blah, blah, blah. But a loss is a loss is a loss, regardless of whether or not it occurs across the pond. Mind the gap. And so now the Bills are back to the drawing board, and Josh Allen's had enough. You want to talk about personality conflicts? Well, there are none between he and Stephon Diggs, no matter what you see on the sidelines. I know a lot of people are throwing different ideas of what he was mad at on the sideline. Um, you know, he was mad at himself for for burning the wrong release on a route. You know, so he, he's a com- he's a competitor. He's a fiery competitor. Um, I'm tired of hearing all this nonsense from people because there's a lot of guys in the league that have that same fire that don't get talked about. But you know, he's he's a lot of our juice on the sideline. Um, you know, making sure that the offense is staying up and, and as energized as possible, and we feed off of that. So. Um, you know, obviously we want to play better. We want to win every single game that we play in. And, you know, but um, in terms of last week, it's in the past. And, you know, we've we've learned from it. We're moving on. And we got to utilize what we learned from it going forward. How enticing is this Sunday night matchup? The Giants at the Bills. It's the Battle of New York. 
<laughs> it's a battle, all right. <laughs> well, let's hope it is. Let's hope it's more of a battle than the Cowboys and Niners were last week. If if they can do that, if the Giants can hang, and do we know if Daniel Jones is playing yet? Apparently, I read yesterday that he's leading towards not playing now, but we don't know yet. For I sure. mean, I don't know if I'd want to be out there against that Bills defense, I even minus Matt Milano. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to get jacked up 11 more times with sacks. Yeah, no, no, thanks. I might need a little more time to heal. We start off week six with Thursday night football in prime time. And once again, the Chiefs may be without their all pro tight end, Travis Kelsey. He's a guy that wants to play. He's a competitor at the end of the day. And he loves loves football and loves being a part of this Chiefs team. And uh, he goes out there and battles week in and week out. And I mean, I, I think people don't even know sometimes that he's he might be dealing with something or he might not be feeling great, but he'll go out there and play at a, a high level. Um, that's what all the great ones do. Patrick Mahomes certainly knows about playing on a bulky ankle. And according to Andy Reid, Travis is doing well. He's gotten a ton of treatment. So things are trending up, except he is listed as questionable to play against the Broncos on Thursday night. So it doesn't help that they're on a short week. Russell Wilson. Taylor's coming, by the way, so he's going to play. Stop it. Is she really? I just read before that she she's rumored to be going heading to uh, Missouri tonight. So. I mean, I thought he's that was done. She's in the I thought that was. I thought that was done. Uh, Russell Wilson's—he's got his own superstar coupling, uh, and he's just focused on how the Broncos can win in Arrowhead. We got to be physical. We got to come in the game being physical. We got to be able to, you know, capitalize on our opportunities. Um, you know, when they do match up and man up, and when and when it's there, take it, take the easy ones too, and and just uh, you know, don't blink. It's going to be it's going to be a game that's going to go back and forth, and and. Uh, you know, we got to be the ones that end up on top. I like that. Don't blink. Hey, you know, it's kind of interesting because and you, you'll have to check it out on your own time. I don't have um, a ton of time to be able to summarize it. But according to The Athletic and a report in The Athletic, as much as you might think that Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are clashing and are at odds, the big egos, the established way of doing things, According to this report, again, in The Athletic, the two of them actually have established a great rapport, and their relationship is really good. They're enjoying the the challenge of working together. And if you've noticed, Russ has dropped some weight. He's more mobile. He's, he's playing a lot better than he was last year. And as much as the, the team still stinks, but responsibility needs to be leveled on the shoulders of the defense, which is one of the worst in the NFL, not just Russ. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 